Hello, my name is Karsten Lepre. In case you forgot, because I've been gone for literally 70 billion years, I don't, like, honestly, ever since the release of the earbud, I have not made any episodes for MLWD, so I guess that's happening today. But my name is Karsten Lepre, and we are back with another episode, as crazy as that sounds. We have a guest today, and I know that these guest episodes are a fan favorite. Um, I have gotten probably triple the amount of listens on the ones that have guests, probably because I just ramble on the solo ones. So anyway, here is our guest, Owen. Introduce yourself, please, even though I kind of just did. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Owen Ettinger. I will be joining Karsten on this podcast today. And it will be themed around the book that we are both writing together. So yes. we will be excited to tell you guys about that. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, um, I. you might be thinking, what? Because I know you are, because we have given absolutely zero context. My name is Karsten, this is Owen Ettinger, and we are co-authors of the book. We can say... Now, do we say that the title is, like, pending? Like, is it is it the final title? <laughs> it is not the final title at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's the final... Okay, whatever. Well, anyway, no. we'll say title, title TVD, but for now, it's Marcus, colon, a life. Is that a colon? What? Yes, like, there's a colon. The two dots is a colon, right? That's what that's called? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Marcus, a life is the book we're writing, and... Well, I mean, we can, I guess to start, like, I guess the best way to lead you into what this is about is just by telling the story of how it kind of, how, how did, how it started. Cause you're like, what the heck, who is Marcus? And like, what is this book? And where, how have I not known about this? But this is the first time we have told, well, that's not true. We've told like everybody ever that we've been writing this book, but now we're officially talking about writing it. So anyway. Owen, you can start. The story of Marcus Gonzaga. How did this occur? Um, I actually was not present when Marcus Gonzaga was conceived, but I feel like you would do a better job describing it because (laughs) I I, kind of forgot that you took zero part in that. But anyway, me and um, good friend Max Z Lee, we were at a football game for our town. And for whatever reason, we were taking terrible 0.5 flash pictures of each other and captioning them by talking into the microphone and it just spat out words. So we both spelled the longest word ever, which is? Ah, oh, I know this. Numano ultramicroscopic silicovolcaniconiosis. Yes, Numano ultramicroscopic silicovolcaniconiosis spelled P-N-E-U-M-O-N-O-U-L-T-R-A-M-I-C-R-O-S-C-O-P-I-C-A-V-O-L-C-A-N-O-C-O-N-I-O-S-I-S. So what me and Max decided to do is both say and spell those words at the same time into the speech-to-text. And what spat out is, no one else is like Marcus Gonzaga. Though that is the quote that our Siri phones why I called them Siri phones. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Siri phones. They spat out. No one else is like Marcus Gonzaga. So naturally, me and Max go, let's create a religion about Marcus Gonzaga and we can be Gonzagans. So we, we spread the word across and be like, follow Marcus Gonzaga. And, and that was well, that was unfortunately, like... Unfortunately, the, the religion aspect was scrapped, <laughs> or maybe maybe fortunately. But um, uh, <laughs> later on in the evening, uh, I was informed of this event. And uh, for, for whatever reason, I felt inclined to reply with <laughs> by making up some crazy plot at Marcus 
Gonzaga, this Marcus Gonzaga would would do in his life. And yeah, should, like, should, should we tell what that original plot is just now, or should I we wait for that I think we should, later? because, like, I think we should give that away, because it's not really that close to what it is. And I think, honestly, for some promotion, we should probably give away, like, what you're gonna see in this book. You know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be helpful. But yeah, we basically, I, I told him about Marcus Gonzaga, and he kind of goes like, you know, Marcus Gonzaga sounds like the type of person who would invent Pfeffernoose and serve it on a silver platter to Ed. Um, would you like to explain what Pfeffernoose is for the listeners who do not know what Pfeffernoose is? Ah, of course, of course. Um, Pfeffernoose is essentially a German spice cookie. Honestly, I have no idea how popular it is in Germany, actually. But probably it could be not. wildly, it's probably, yeah, honestly, it's probably not very popular in I Germany. I would guess mildly. Mildly. Yeah, it's just, we, so the origin story of how we, like, I would say me and Owen, our friendship, well, I guess I, since we're going to be doing this the entire podcast episode, my nickname for him and his nickname for me is Sue. We go by Sue to each other and we have for about a year because one day in Spanish class, you do not need to explain this. You do not need to explain this. I know I don't, but like, it's going to be funny. Like we were doing a Kahoot and he's like, what should my name be? And I'm like, Sue. And that's just how to kind of how that started. So it's been a year of us being calling each other. Sue. so that's just going to be like, if you, if, if he goes, Oh, Sue, by the way, like if you, if you hear that you're going to be like, who is Sue? That it's me. I'm Sue. And he's also Sue. Just letting you know. Yeah. So that's, but one day in drama class, which what, tell me your opinions on drama class. I feel like it is the most underrated class in our school, my goodness, everyone always ever hates on the teacher, uh, Mr. Allen. Well, it's actually just Mr. We'll call him Allen. Okay, we'll we'll call him Allen, just just because. Um, everyone always hates on Allen because he's he's he just talks and he rambles on about everything, and that may be true, but what we actually do do in that class is. Beyond incredible. Zip Zob Zilch. Um, that's a very fun game we play in that class. Yes, of course. Zip Zob Zilch and various other barely drama related games that we played. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, we are both like incredible fans of this class. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, we lived uh-huh. for drama and Spanish. But anyway, it was one day in drama that Mr. Allen, our favorite person ever, was not there. He was absent. But. Tell the listeners why you think that Absent Allen was actually the greatest thing ever. Like, I, he was, I'm glad he wasn't there. And I know that's a crazy thing to say, but, like, he's, he, he started this book. Uh, yes, th- that, that day was probably the most influential day of my life because uh, uh, Sue just, he walks up to me and he's like, would you like to watch a spelling bee? And I'm and, like, like a children's spelling bee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yes, of course. Cause, cause we had like no sub work or anything. Cause that's just the type of right. guy Alan is. He, he does not Naturally. provide any, any plans. <laughs> nothing he is in out, classroom, nothing. nothing in classroom. So we just had ample amounts of free time. And, and he was like, would you like to watch a spelling bee? And I was like, of course. And let me tell like, you, uh, oh. those children are prodigies. They are spelling genius. Like, they are spelling like the craziest, most ludicrously Ow. impossible words ever. It's like they're like younger it was, it was, than like, me. They're like second yeah. graders. It's like crazy. and they're like who Molly Molly. It was incredible. Like that's yes. a word. Who a Molly Molly? And they got it right. Anyway, um, it was like a three hour recording of some random yes. like Indiana spelling. <laughs> no, it was, it was Houston to be more precise. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, 
So yes, and then one of the words, the contestant number 10. I will never forget this. Yep. Contestant number 10. No, his, me either. His name was Sankalp Gautam. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I probably We definitely did. totally butchered yeah, that I'm like so 100%. He was in seventh grade and the word he was given was Pfeffernus. And I, of course, know how to spell Pfeffernus. But when we heard that word, we were like, what on earth is a Pfeffernus? <laughs> and then, and then we, he, after he asked for the definition and whatnot, we, we learned that it was a, a small, German highly spoon, yeah. spiced cookie made traditionally for the holidays. And it has yeah, German... Yeah, that's actually like exactly what the definition yeah, yeah, yeah. is. It has German origins and... That was quite it was, strange. It was and like then, the birth of like a baby. It was like incredible. Yes, like, this was a new yes. era, like learning about Pfeffer News. And then and additionally, yeah. Yes, yeah, and, you, then, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then we decided to, we, we learned about this so much. We, we made it. We physically made the cookies and they were, they were delectable. They were. It smelled terrible are, and it took yes, forever. It, we are, we are most certainly not chefs at all. It was no. We, we almost used oil that was like 14 years expired. <laughs> yes. It was quite, <laughs> quite the time, if you will. Uh. Yeah, but as I was saying, like, our friendship revolves around these weird phases. Like, it started with our Pfeffernews phase. And then Vitas, who, if you don't know, is a Russian singer. And he sings that weird song that goes like, ah, ah, ah. Like, you know what people, I'm talking about. No, look up no, Vitas. People probably do not this. know what you're talking about. But okay. <laughs> well, just look up the seventh element by Vitas and you'll get a hint of what we're talking yes. about. But either way, we went through Vitas phase. And then we're, we went through, yeah, you know, Marcus and then Spanish class. Because, like, that's just our favorite thing ever. Drama oh, class. Indeed. It's just these phases. Oh, and additionally about Pfeffernus, in that spelling bee, he asked for a sentence, and it was like, the old man, or the aroma of Pfeffernus reminded the old man of Christmas time, yes. which was iconic, uh, and then he asked for alternate pronunciations, and they go, Pfeffernus? Pfeffernus. It was the same thing twice. <laughs> it we was like literally the same. But anyway, I think, we're, I think we're rambling about this too much, and it's... Yeah, but just, it's helpful to know about these phases, and yes, how yes. I'm calling him Sue, and how Pfeffernus started everything. But I barely got into how we text each other. So anyway, you so yeah, yeah. You said, and, uh, and basically, our the entire book is revolved around these like phases and yes. and like these like inside jokes, if you will, like that we have with each other. And our, yeah. That's why the our plot, whole life in school. Yeah, that's why the plot of this book is so ridiculous. But but it goes on and on. It's crazy, yes. and our our life in school is filled with these strange jokes that we have that make zero sense to anyone else. Yes, yes. So we kind of made that into a book. But either way, um, so your father, um, is named Ed, and <laughs> for oh, this, some this, this reason, this brings up an entire another story. But I, I, yes. I promise, <laughs> I will not get in. I will promise, I will not get into this one too much. But to make a long story short, um, last year our school had a career day where students' parents could come in and talk about their jobs and hopefully inspire the youth to pursue. Of course, that of course. Job. And my father uh, opted to take Ed. To, yes, Ed. His, his name is Ed. Edward. Edward Edinger. <laughs> but no one calls him that ever because that's no. weird. So yes. we call him Ed. Yes, just, just Ed. Um, uh, he opted to take this opportunity and come to my school. And I hyped up him so much. <laughs> I like, told the entire school, oh my goodness. My dad, Ed, is coming at career day. And by before long, the entire school knew about Ed. And we all cheered for him when he came up on stage. And anyway, yep, that's why I call him not dad or 
father or something. I just call him Ed. Which people find <laughs> strange, but uh, it's okay. It's kind yeah. of a weird thing now. I don't call my parents by their first names. <laughs> just in that, case you're wondering. I do just, not I'm weird. I do not say my father name. Chris. No, yeah, that's just him. But either way, um, yeah, the only reason I'm explaining that is because of this next part. So oh he Owen goes, or Sue, Marcus Gonzaga sounds like the type of person who would invent Pfeffernoose and serve it to Ed on a silver platter. Ed would deem the Pfeffernoos blasphemy, which happened to be our favorite word at the time, and then move to Connecticut, which happens to be my least favorite state of all time. Mine too. If you Mine don't know too. about this, I hate Connecticut. I-95 is terrible. It's called the Nutmeg State. It literally sucks. In my campaign speech for my student council presidency campaign, I literally included a minute segment about how much I hated Connecticut. <laughs> Um, but on the way there, Ed would realize that Connecticut is the nutmeg state, and Pfeffernews has nutmeg in it, and since he hated the Pfeff, he therefore hates Connecticut. He would then go and thank Marcus Gonzaga for making him realize that Connecticut is a bad state. Marcus would then be inspired to make Pfeffernews again for more people. Just so you know, literally zero of that is in our book, except for Pfeffernews. Yeah, yeah. Like, li no, we just that, got that rid of that. Very, literally, negative version negative 0.1 of our book like this was when yeah. it was conceived it should be explained that like that is kind of the only we're reading this too because this is the inspiration like this is the brainstorming that led to the book but it's not actually the plot of the book it's kind of like you know how i don't know if this is very weird and obscure but like before a lot of directors and writers write movies they kind of like make backstories for their characters so i think that's like what we were kind of doing there we had the character of marcus gonzaga we made him a little character trait portfolio and backstory and then we put it into a book just to just to uh, make this clear our book is the the genre if you will is uh a fictional biography it's it's fiction i don't i think we just invented that genre to be honest but oh 100 yeah. but it's it's that's that's it's basically what it is it's it's the story of marcus gonzaga's entire life but it's fictional so they're hence fictional biography that's that just to get that out there to you know make sure you know what the book is about right it's yeah it's he's not real we created him and we're just kind of giving him an interesting life um where eventually you're going to come to the conclusion that no one else is like marcus gonzaga and that you should know him and you should praise him like we do <laughs> um but anyway um yeah continuing on with this text message uh sesh he goes he should also have a faithful pet stick insect okay and just for some backstory on <laughs> stick insect yeah here. explain that this was, the this was the first day of school um, and our science teacher had like, had like, uh, Oh a wait, little... pause, pause, pause. Oh. I should say, by the way, the, the first day of this book was the first day of school. Yes, yes. So we're planning to try to finish it before the last day. Just saying, yes, by yes. the way. But keep going. Anyway, yeah. So our science teacher had this like fun first day activity and it was like, and one of the questions was like, was like, what animal would you like like to have as a pet or something and there was yeah. like and there was like they were all so like, weird yeah they were like there was like sea otter like uh tiger or something i don't even i don't remember they're not important but one of them was stick insect <laughs> we not was, even stick bug no no just stick insect <laughs> we thought that was the funniest thing ever so stick Both insect chose it. stick insect is sadly not in our book either but that's the inspiration for why I said this because it was on our minds in that. Yeah, it's kind of a funny story because we we planned to have this like talking stick insect and he was just going to be named stick insect and kind of 
give Marcus like advice and eventually he would play a really key role yes, yes, in the yes. later parts of the story. We will not go into detail. That would be a spoiler because we did keep that in. But we had, so <clears throat> something we're going to probably come back to later is we had a whole plot of this story. And then one day we kind of were talking oh, yes, and we go, yes. you know what? I think there might be a couple plot holes in this. <laughs> yes, so we oh, had a two- So many. <laughs> we had a two hour phone call conversation changing everything, <laughs> literally everything. And so that's where that was born. And then we kind of go, oh, shoot, we forgot to add stick insect. And then yeah, we just, so you know, kind of just cut him out. We forgot about him. So then he just kind of <laughs> got lost somewhere. It was so funny. So we just never included him again. Um, it's still TBD if we're going to go through that plot, that original plot for you guys. I think what we'll do is we'll kind of yeah. read through it and kind of skip the parts that are still in it. We'll just kind of give you a segment of like rejects for the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, that would that would be a grand old time. Oh, grand. Just grand. Like, in, basically, yeah, we'll get to this. But anyway, your your text thing is, um, soon after, Marcus invents the popular holiday. Or this is actually me now. Thanksgiving. <laughs> he invents Thanksgiving is what I originally yeah. planned to do. <laughs> uh, as, a, as a way to thank Ed for giving him his honest opinions on Feth. He was then marked as a national hero, ran for class president <laughs> <laughs> at at every school he could find, and won the lottery <laughs> twice, which just it doesn't even we, make any yeah, sense. Yeah, we, we did not include this lottery thing. I don't know. <laughs> we, we never talked about it again. As for the class president, read to find out. Yep, yep. Maybe it's that, still maybe, there. That, you never it know. It might be still there. I don't know. Yeah, and then and then the ending of the story, which is just ridiculous, is <laughs> yeah. Okay, he this, mysteriously this is dis yeah. This never happens, by the way. He mysteriously disappeared in Brooklyn, New York, while taking a stick insect for a walk. Many think that he faked his disappearance and is actually disguised as the infamous man on the bus. So, all right. No, you know what you're this, not you know talking what this about the man on the bus. Just, just he, he's disguised as <laughs> the man on the bus. Man on the bus, another inside joke. We're not talking about Yeah, that it's an anymore. inside joke. It's from language arts class yeah. from worksheets that we yeah. had. And okay. one of them was, okay. I, there stop. is a man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're not doing this. No, we're not. But yeah, so that's just an inside joke. And he disguised himself as the man on the bus. He spends his days traveling endlessly and looking suspicious for the sole reason of inspiring language arts teachers to use him as an example. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that, that goes back to our uh, inside joke we're not, yeah, not going We're not talking that. about, yep. Friends recall that he always wanted to go to the moon before he turned 61. Maybe that's still in the plot? Maybe? The 61 the, part? I don't, I don't know why that's yeah, relevant. Sure. <laughs> I think we meant to say 51, and then we turned it into this whole crazy nope, conspiracy. No, but... too far. Yep, <laughs> yep, okay. Just, just know that. Just, yeah. we don't need to, yep. And then I, I kind of go, you know what? We should make this into a book. And you say, that would be incredibly interesting. Who would we show this amazing story to? And I said, I need help remembering remembering all of the inside jokes. Um, but we should probably show it to other Sue, who is Max. We also call him Sue. Yep. The one who came up with this with me. And Mrs. I, who I'm not going to say her actual name, but she is my homeroom teacher and she's super funny and nice. Um, and anyone else you can think of. And that was back in the day when we planned to show it to like two people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, back in the day, we planned this book to be like, I don't know, 40 pages. And we were like, that's, an, funny absurd, project. that's, an, that's an absurd goal. But uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, ours is well over 100 pages right now. And we're not even <laughs> close to halfway done. So Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Um, and then you say... Yes, I'll remind you of any you may miss for inside jokes. Uh, and we wrote like really long letters to each other for the end of school last year. And we're going to, we yeah. we plan to go to those for our inside jokes. Yeah. And then I said, because this is when we actually started 
Like right about then in the timeline is when I made this infamous notes document. Oh my goodness. Where I wrote so down <laughs> I wrote down this like outline for every single chapter and what would happen and they were terrible. Oh my like, goodness. Like at some point he like goes into a coma. Like yeah. it just I don't even know where that <laughs> yeah, came remember. into the story. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, give me two good names for Marcus's parents. To which he responded, Nephili and Celibus. <laughs> um, Nephili, I have no idea where that came from, but it... Sounds like she Egyptian. Does, she, just, she does not exist anymore. We, we changed I'll the name. I'll tell you now that we changed her name, but I'm not going to say what we changed it yeah, to. Yeah, we, we, we changed her name. Celibus, though? So, no, Nephili is not Marcus's <laughs> no, mom. No, Celibus, though, he, he's still there. He's still there. He, he still is his father. Yeah, Celibus is the dad. Yeah. The mom? Nah, you have to read when it comes yep. out. And I said, it makes total sense that parents with the names of Nephili and Celibus would birth a child and name it Marcus. Yes, because I'm so... <laughs> Thought that was funny. Yes. So I said, um, I think we should name the book Marcus a Life. And the chapter, the first chapter should be Early Life, <laughs> which is so yeah, basic is so and terrible. so generic, and I said so. I think I said so, right? <laughs> yeah, you said that, that. that is too generic. Do it in a Google Doc or something and share it with me. <laughs> <laughs> like we weren't gonna do it in a doc like what what else yeah. how else would we write a whole book yeah i don't know just hand write it yeah for real okay well that that's that's the text that's the text thing so yeah there you go that's that's how, how that's how we started yeah. this book which you know it it, it has evolved i mean it wow. has it has a hundred percent grown to more than we ever thought it would be you can you can go go into more detail tell like what, how, I'm going to ask you this question, Sue. Okay. How do you think our expectations have changed from day one to right now? Oh, I, I mean, I already said this was just going to be like a small, like, little right. project for us. It was, it was going to, we were like putting out the goal of like, I don't know, 40 pages. Maybe that was like ambitious. And, but, and we're oh, like, oh, we could finish this in them, two weeks. Them, yeah, we were like, uh, we, could, we, we, we set our goal to be the end of the school year. But I don't even know if we'll be able to reach that. I don't that. even know we can do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That. That's a little ugh, far-fetched, to be honest. But, yes, uh, we, we we wrote 12 pages on the first day. And then <laughs> and then I then that made me think, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe this is going to be pretty big. And, yeah. Yeah, that's when we're like, hold up. If we have gotten absolutely nowhere with 12 pages, yeah. this is going to take a long time. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. We originally planned for like, how many was it? Like 19 chapters? And, yeah, and they were going to be... Uh, they were gonna, I think 19, now we're at like 25, Yeah, there was right? going to be like 19 pretty short chapters. And now we have like 25 insanely Extremely. long chapters. The chapters are so long. They're like 20 pages each, which is like too much. So yeah. we might think of breaking them into more chapters even, but I don't know. That's still to be determined. We have to do that, yeah. Yeah. But the summary of the book right now is this is a fictional biography on Marcus Gonzaga. It is the story of the many feats and inventions one ordinary man created. As Marcus grows, his dreams follow. In this fictional biography, the reader will see Marcus's origin story and the points in his life that led him to being a national household name across the nation. Yes, so I, that's that was interesting. That's, that's a good yeah. That, like, why, that, like, can you explain that to me? Like, yeah. Um, I I feel like yeah. It originally this is based highly off of that original like 
horrible notes that he had like it was mainly on the like inventing in thanksgiving inventions. being class president national yeah. hero fever news like yeah. just kind of being this guy who was like this crazy national presence kind of and I, when i was envisioning day one is that this story was going to be how this guy just named marcus kind of decided you know i want to make my life interesting and just did these crazy unrealistic things until he was yeah. like a household name like that's kind of what the thing is but let's talk about in comparison to that what do you think the true summary if if that's even a good word of the book is now like yeah, what do you think we, the book we is wrote about this summary on the very first day when we back when we had that yeah. uh horrible plan that we changed so much uh i think definitely now if i were to change that uh, and we will change it uh, that actually brings up a point that, that we should change it but uh um i <laughs> yeah. would focus it less on like his like his like i feel like we need to definitely say somewhere how like the book takes crazy twists and turns because it does oh my goodness the the ending of the book we plan to be so crazy and redonkulous yeah. that we have to it's definitely, gonna be insane i'm just yeah, telling you now it's yeah. gonna be insane and we're gonna try to make it like as as comprehensible I mean, comprehensible yeah. <laughs> as possible we, we will we okay, okay we will make it comprehensible it's complicated. Not, but we're gonna make it like try to like as good as possible but try not to over complicate it we still have to figure a bunch of There's things out to related to that i can help you out I can yeah. help you out a little bit. I think what I'm thinking of saying here is that, like, it's, well, first of all, it's important to just say what we think this book is about because we're talking about a book and you have zero idea what it is. All you know is about Marcus Gonzaga. But for what I would think is that, like, it's kind of this boy who grows up just in a normal, completely ordinary life, but life is throwing these curveballs at him constantly until he is placed in a position where... He just doesn't even know what to do anymore. So he kind of uses all of his, like, trauma almost and, like, all of the problems in his life to kind of be like, I need to cope with this by exploring the world. Like, that's kind of his goal. He kind of just wants to explore the world. And by doing that, he runs into all of these opportunities and people and it's kind of just the story of his young adult years and adult years just... A man against the world is basically what yeah. it's about, I would say. I, I completely agree with that. That's a good summary. Because, like, there's a lot of times when you ref when we reflect on that in the book, too. Like, yeah. it kind of just yeah. goes back to that main theme mm. that he's just, you know, he's just a man with the world. And he's kind of just going around, you know, it's it's great. There are some incredible cameos in this book. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's inspired, fantastic. Inspired by people in real life. We have uh, in, in, in an obscenely long acknowledgments page. <laughs> And it's still growing. I'm gonna, I think it'll be funny. I'm going to list them all out, but I'm going to bleep it in the podcast so you don't hear it. Oh, that will be so, so funny. <laughs> so our best cameo probably is who is like a very good friend of Marcus. And then we have who plays the role of in in the book. And then there's also um, who is that's a good one. Um, can you think of any more? What are some of the good cameos? Oh, definitely. We have a, a lot of them are inspired off of like... Uh, of our in our real life we have like i mean yeah he's, he's oh of course grand best. he's the best yeah yeah um uh, yeah just a lot of yeah but i think like the those are those are the oh best. yeah yeah those guys are oh if you if the book if they weren't in the book they would be completely different
You need to yeah, know oh, who 100%. they are. I like, can't, I'm so I'm 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 honestly feel bad that you don't know who we're talking about. This is it's so good. <laughs> oh man, like he literally <laughs> in this story, and that's gonna be bleep too because that's a good. That's yeah, yeah, well, yeah. actually, we kind of said something about that, but anyway, um, so yeah, anyway, that's that's what we think this book is about, and I think I just wanted to that was in my my notes is to tell you what we genuinely think this book is gonna be about. So I think a fun little activity is to read the first paragraph what do you think Ooh. should we give, give the audience little, give the little... first paragraph of the book yes of course that would be a wonderful activity that we could partake so in, open you, you can open it on your computer and we we'll go we'll go I sentence see. by sentence and then i think after that i think we should i think i was thinking um to go through the notes document that i made on day one and we can kind of just not say the things that we're keeping yeah, and okay, kind of okay, go okay. through the ridiculous while, stuff. While, while you're reading you can read i will scroll up and pull that up okay all right <clears throat> chapter one not gonna tell you the chapter name that's too much yeah but as our document says, Marcus, a life, a fictional biography on Marcus Gonzaga by Karsten Lepre and Owen Nettinger. Chapter one, blank. We're not telling you that. All right. You ready for this sentence? Ooh, I'm excited. Isn't this, isn't this exhilarating? Yeah, Giving our audience certainly. a piece of our book. Are you there? Are you at the top? You ready for this? Yes, okay. yes, yes. We are like 150 pages in. Do you know Marcus Gonzaga? For a while, most people of the world's population would respond with a definite no. Wait, <laughs> you may say the second sentence. We're alternating? I feel like that's really weird. <laughs> It'll be kind of funny. No. Okay, fine. All right, restart. <laughs> we'll start that over. However, on October 18th, 1981, which just so happens to be Alaska, Alaska Day, Day, a child, Marcus Susan Gonzaga, was born. A remarkable child. A child who would one day become a household name across the planet. The lucky parents who were given the honor of having this boy? And Sullivan Gonzaga. Was an averagely tall woman with an average stance and a high-pitched voice. Like a bird, but more nasal. She had very light blonde hair, but brown eyes, which she was never fond of. Selavis was a tall, slender man with dark brown hair and a slightly bushy beard. His thick eyebrows gave him an intimidating look, but he had a warm heart. He wore glasses for some of his life, but switched to contact lenses when he passed 30. Marcus never really saw him smile all that much. And there you go. There you That's go. chapter one. That's I'm chapter at page, one. I'm paragraph in paragraph one. one. The first paragraph of the book. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to bleep the so <laughs> you don't know. No, no, wait, but it says like, like a bird, but nor a nasal. That might be very confusing. If you yeah, yeah possibly. All right, it's about it's been about thirty minutes. So what we're gonna do is take a quick break. So we will. You can hear if there even is a sponsored ad. I don't remember if I have those. I think I do. Then you can hear that. <laughs> but we'll be back in a minute. So I will see you in a little bit. All right, testing, testing, everyone. We are back. We just had a lovely break. We literally discussed. Hello, hello? Yeah, we yes. discussed like everything we're going to do for the next part of this podcast. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, again, this is our guest, Owen. He's having a time. Um, would this you say is this is quite the time? Yeah. Do you think this is going well? It is. It, this is, it is quite an honor to be here. I am enjoying my <laughs> my 
stay, if you will. That's not I won't. the right word to say there. I always say I won't when someone asks if I will do anything, and I'm like, I won't. So, you know, it's tradition. Okay. Anyway, this is pointless. So, we were just talking about, like, reading the first chapter, um, or paragraph. So, we thought it would be fun to go through the outline that we made on day one and say the ridiculous things that we never kept in the book and all of these strange ideas that I had. Because for backstory, I basically just kind of... Like, we, we, we texted each other about this, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go make a notes document about the chapter outline, and then you can approve it. And that was when, this is like, I, I added so many strange things that it was just terrible. <laughs> so, do you have it open on your side? I, I do. Uh, let's see. Chapter one is, is pretty much kept the same. It's just yeah. basically what we just read. Chapters two and three, and they're, they're oh, chapter four, okay. I just want to get it out of the way right now. We <laughs> reordered so much. Like, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm going to say we have our, the chapter four on this current outline is right now <laughs> chapter, what is it? Chapter 14? Yeah. It no, yeah. it's like chapter 15 14. or 14. Yeah, I guess so. It's yes. what we had here in chapter four. So, okay. I, I should say something in this book. Marcus does a lot of incredible things. He goes on a lot of incredible journeys and does pretty crazy feats i would say but the thing that we changed about this is that we made it more realistic and realistic is a strong word but we yeah. we, we changed it a lot because in the beginning he was gonna do all of this at like six years old and now he's yeah. you know now he's like 17 so it like makes sense but yeah it was it was gonna be a lot different it was gonna be way less serious than it is and i'm not saying it's serious now and we'll get into that more but yeah I mean, is there any, like, yeah, so, chap, what, chapter five, um, you know, this is, th we, in this, in this list of outlines, I think we're, we were kind of just going off of the inside jokes and not taking that much creative liberty, but mm -hmm. chapter six is funny. <laughs> I think we should go through that. <laughs> we, we, none of this, not even, I don't think a single thing <laughs> no, not in this no. chapter is oh true. God. It's it's called, I'm just going to call, it's a, I'll read this exactly. It says, chapter six, the coma. <laughs> there is no coma for a reference. Marcus immediately wants to <laughs> and gets in his car to the nearest investor to find the nearest investor to convince them. <laughs> Halfway through his journey, he realizes he is 14 and cannot drive. <laughs> that makes no sense. How could he be halfway through his journey and realize this? Uh, that's complete bah. He Literally gets into bah, a major bah. accident. Major. And is in a coma for four years. Yeah, that it must have caused big damage, and that was very. Oh. That was actually a clue, but if you catch on to that, good for you. Okay, no one will catch on to that, but okay. <laughs> Major uh, damage, and then what happens here? You say the plot line pauses <laughs> until the next chapter begins when he is eighteen. Yeah, essentially, he was going to be in that coma for four years and wake up when he's eighteen. And do you want to know why I did that? Do you want to know why? <laughs> Because Why did you do that? most of the things that happen, you can't really do unless you're an adult. So I kind of just like, let's just throw a coma in there to skip some times. Because I didn't yeah, want to okay. do a four-year time we, we, jump. We had, we had no college, nothing <laughs> in here. Like, I don't know why. Well, we have we have a college now, I'm just going to say. Because, but we did not have him going to college originally, which was just ridiculous. I don't know why that happened. We just 
did not do that. Someone's having just threw him in a coma for four years. It's not like it's not like it's not like things happen to people when they're at when they're at a certain age that takes up four years of their life. Like no no no, they, they go in. We have to waste that time. Like, put them in a coma. Yep. Go just ahead. make him drive and realize he can't. Where did he even get the car? Did he just find a car? I, I have like, no idea. This is <laughs> chapter seven. Is got it's, it's got to be the funniest thing ever. Like this could be in like a stand up comedy show. Oh my God. This is so weird. Marcus, of, yeah, again. He's, None left of this within, is in our final plot. So Marcus wakes up from his coma and he's left with an unimaginable and also completely illogical decision. <laughs> he can either cut off his pinky or spend one year in physical therapy. Because <laughs> yep, that, that just makes the most sense in the world. I have, I don't even remember this. What the heck? I think he I, like. This was the first, this was the first thing that got cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He like severely damaged no, no relevance. He literally severely damaged his pinky in a car accident and they're like, well, you could heal it in physical therapy or just make it easier for yourself and cut it off. <laughs> and he's like, shoot, uh, what do yeah. I do? And the only, and the reason why it's so unimaginable and like difficult is because he like wants to sell his bleep that I won't talk about because it's mm -hmm. important to the story. Um yeah. But he wants to get this done, and he's like, I can't waste time for a year. I have stuff to do. I'm only 18. So that's that plot line, and it was dumb and terrible. So we got rid of that immediately. Yep, immediately. Um, Chapter uh, 8. Right, that's that's kind of still there. Chapter 8 is pretty there. much still there. It's just the stuff that isn't there is that he, um, <laughs> he literally leaps out of his hospital bed and speeds to the nearest investor. He suffers PTSD yep. as he passes the spot where he crashed. And you know what? You know what leaves me questioned here? You know what a question that that lingers? How does he know how to drive? <laughs> I don't know. Yep. He uh... wakes up from his coma with the skill of driving just because he's old yep. enough. No, no, no. He he didn't. He much well, muscle atrophy just isn't a thing. He, no, no, he no, was able no. to just run around immediately <laughs> after waking up from a four-year coma. He never knew how to drive, but he just does. Also, chapter nine. I won't tell you what it is, but it was so ridiculous that we're keeping it in the book as an April yeah. Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, that's okay. Uh, oh, I like chapter chapter 10. He becomes super rich, invents Thanksgiving, is a national hero, but becomes slightly jerky, quote unquote, as a result of his wealth and abandons all of his dreams. <laughs> and then chapter okay. 11 well, is, is, say, is called The Dream. We, we get, yeah, because that just, you know, he abandons all of his dreams. Next chapter, <laughs> The Dream. Yeah. <laughs> the chapter name sucked. Uh, um, uh, shoot, what was I going to say here? Um. Wait. Oh, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> we we got rid of him inventing Thanksgiving because we realized that makes no sense. Because, yeah, like, like how? Uh, Thanksgiving has been invented for years. So instead, um, I'm not going to say anything, but he yeah, does. Yeah, we're not going to say what it is. But he comes up with a holiday, and it's not Thanksgiving, but maybe it's similar. We'll find out if you read. Chapter 12 um, is, again, so ridiculous that it's another <laughs> inside joke and April Fool's joke in the book. Um, but the only thing about Chapter 12 that we immediately cut is a revolutionary heist. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was going to be a revolutionary heist. And it made it into the copy of the doc. And then we're like, no, this is terrible. So we got rid of it. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he's, he's a good person. He's not performing a revolutionary heist. No, he like sits on a roof and goes, 
You, he knew, like the text literally was like, he knew he would have to, he would have to execute a revolutionary heist. Like that has got to be <laughs> no, the worst I, writing. No, you, you wrote that. And then I was like, I read it and I was like, no, this is, uh, no, this, what does this mean? Uh, right, right, right. So we already told you about 13, chapter yeah, 13 we already told you about there, the class president in, thing. Yeah, so we can kind of go into detail here. Is still there, but it's in a completely different spot. Um, yeah. Chapter 14. Uh, no. Chap from here on out, I think none of this is still in the book. Um, no. But real quick, chapter 13, because you do know about the class president thing. In yeah. this one, he was supposed to make Blukit an essential learning tool for Spanish class. He was supposed to abolish French class and make yeah. Pfeffernoose, like, the only available food option. Like, that was what was going to happen. So, thank God no. that's not there. No. But yeah, 14, then, you can, you okay, can yeah. Chapter 14. Um, I'll, I'll read this one again. Yeah. Marcus decides to take a trip to New York City where he no unveils his new Fef Inc. size yep, yep, skyscraper. Yep. And then yep. on opening day, he takes Stick Insect, which again, we cut from the final plot. Unfortunately. unfortunately for a walk and he mysteriously disappears. Eyewitnesses say they felt a weird sensation and then he was gone. I oh, don't know what that's supposed to mean. Sensation. And then the world is downtrodden with his <laughs> by his disappearance. And then that is ridiculous. What the heck? A he just weird sensation. They just yeah, we, felt we, a strange sensation. In case you forgot, uh, we, we our original bogus plot line was uh, he <laughs> disappears and then it becomes the man on the bus, which, yep. no. Just um, natural. And then the next chapter is titled Ed's Reaction. You can read that if you want. Yes, Ed's Reaction. Um, Ed was going to hear about him disappearing and kind of be like, well, shoot, that's not good. And he was going to be shocked and lock himself at home to cope with the sadness. Like, literally just lock himself. He was going to board up his windows. Just like, nope, can't deal with this. Locks himself at home. The New York Times interviews him about the disappearance, and he breaks down crying. They don't even mention him once in the final article, and he even skipped work. <laughs> you can explain the backstory. This is, a, this, is a, this is a true story, actually. Um, over the summer... Uh, Ed was interviewed by the New York Times to potentially be put in an article. About, was, about what? Was like, what was it even about? Um, uh, local Law 97 or something. I don't even right, remember. Right, we all know what that is. <laughs> yep, yep. Because he like specializes in that. Uh, and he's like so excited. He was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in the New York Times. And the final article came out like a month later. And they just did not mention his name at all. So he became <laughs> really sad. And he that just would make me downtrodden. And he, skipped, and he skipped work that day. Luckily, yeah, so, yeah. a different newspaper service put him in an article. But it was like much less well known. But he was still proud about that. So that was cool. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, back to this. That was completely irrelevant. Chapter 16, Chapter 16 is in there. Is we're not going to talk so about that. so insane that we're we kept just it in. not going to talk about that. We kind of <laughs> kept it in. We kind of, kind of. Honestly, yeah, it's... And then Chapter um, 17, um, the rest of this... Uh, wait, actually, this most of this is still in. Yeah, Chapter actually, 17 is, is in there. enough, most of this is still in here. So I'm going to reveal a piece of information to the book, to the listeners. We were... So our old Spanish teacher, her name was... Well, actually, I'm not gonna. Her name is Miss S. We're gonna call her whatever. Miss S. She was an interesting person. Um, oh, for was sure. she good at teaching? No, uh, not at all. No, absolutely not. 
but we wanted to make her like a supporting almost main character in this book that would contribute to the ending drastically we cut that immediately because she because, left the um, school <laughs> due to due to her um questionable teaching methods she was yep. uh she left the school this year <laughs> and out of no way to contact her to ask her if, if this it was okay, okay. yeah we put her in the book we we, uh, we unfortunately had to cut her and replaced her character with our new with with yeah. and who will we will we will bleep by the way yes, yes you yes, will yes. not know but you sh the idea is that we ended up replacing her i just wanted to say that because it was really funny and ridiculous yeah. chapter 18 is in there chapter 18 continued yeah. don't know why we did that yeah, um okay. chapter 19 oh this is funny yeah we should say this chapter 19 so it's, it was basically the afterword but still in the book like about like what happened to marcus after all of this so mm -hmm. The first bullet, nobody knows what happened to Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 the chapter explaining what happened to him, nobody knows. <laughs> Not a person knows. No one knows. Um, but ap apparently he was remembered as one who was class president. Bleep and bleep and bleep because those are all bullet points that are still in the book but it's yep, just yep. it's kind of going across what he, going about what he's remembered for um yeah. gonzaga university was created that that's not going to be in the book <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both know well that that's not going to be in the book don't know yeah. why we said that i think it's just because of the last name we're like yeah, yeah gonzaga university was after him <laughs> ah. Um, there are many theories about his fate, and some think he used his hypnotizing skills to <laughs> to lure Wait, Miss S away and send Ed to a happier place so Marcus could live on the down low. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that bullet is. Like, <laughs> lure her away with his hypnotizing skills. <laughs> yeah, because he just has hypnotizing skills. For uh, the record, he does not have hypnotizing skills. But that does book. remind me. He does something in earlier in the book where he hypnotizes an entire bakery and like lures them away. So I, I guess that's a callback to that. But that Except doesn't happen. We don't. Anymore. We actually that we we scrapped that from the book too. So yeah. <laughs> he doesn't actually do that either. Um, they say he lurks in the shadows as the man on the bus, which we talked about earlier. A yeah. mysterious man who rides buses all day. Um, the yep. world is certainly changed by Marcus. Um, we're not going to say this because that's literally going to be like the fight. This is going to be like the final sentence. So we're going to keep that because this is pretty iconic. Um, uh, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I think that's going to be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, I'll say it, but I'll add so many audio filters that you literally won't be able to make out a single word. <laughs> Okay, you do that. <laughs> That's it'll be, it'll be something like that. So anyway, <coughs> as you can clearly see, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> we were just but sissy babies writing a terrible book back then. Thank God it changed. Ah, like, thank oh, God. Atlanta. Yes. Oh my God. It Indeed. was terrible. It was terrible. So I guess the thing <laughs> to say terrible. is, let's talk about how much it changed. Like, I like tell me, tell me in your opinion, how much it changed from back then, because I think it's pretty drastic. Well, well, we, we we just talked about that, like how uh, how much it like 
Oh well, my I, goodness, I mean, we yeah. changed so There's not much. much. Yeah, Wait, I, the, the, yeah basically. Talk about, did we talk about this? We literally just talked about it. I feel like we just changed. talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I guess what I mean, what I, I guess what I meant to say is like, from, from that, like, our chapters now are so different. So broadly, like what I what I'm meaning to say is like from a plotline perspective of Marcus Gonzaga, like Marcus Alive, from like the actual book, like how do you think our perspectives on what we were gonna write changed from then? Like, do you think we were gonna like and okay, this is so confusing, but what I was planning to talk about here is like the genre and kind of writing style of the book. Like if it's serious or funny and like like how do you think we were planning to write that book on day one? Like we're like you know what that, I mean? That that bring, that brings up an interesting point. Um we were definitely planning to make it more um ridiculous as back then we were not planning to get it published by any means. We were just like we said, we were just gonna show it to our, our few friends and a few friends and that was going to be that and it was going to be ridiculous and we didn't really intend for anyone to understand it but yeah uh and that clearly reflects in our earlier writing style we will probably have to go back and edit some stuff to kind of make it more fit in with our our ideals now yeah but like that also go ahead like, do you think so? No, I well, I was going to move on like a tiny bit, but you, I should continue saying what you were going to say about that, because then I want to talk oh. about like in comparison to our writing style now, like what we're doing now about this. So, you, yeah, you can go now. OK, we've talked we have we have both talked about this before, but we have two completely different writing styles <laughs> from each other. It is wildly different. But the um, thing is, in and one, some and way, one, might, one might think that makes us um not good to write this book together but quite the contrary we'll go into more of this later but anyway uh i would say we are yes. a power duo being co-authors because like yeah we're gonna talk about how it's what it's like to write together and how we get into arguments a lot based on our writing styles but the thing is we almost have the exact same writing style and the complete polar opposite writing style and the reason i'm saying <laughs> yeah. that is because like if you were reading our book you probably couldn't tell when it was the other person writing something like you wouldn't be yeah. able to see when it mm -hmm. changed from one person to another like it's literally one smooth thing that sounds exactly the same because we just learned to write so similarly after watching each other do it that we just created this base of like what the book looks like yes but Why, then in a where different, we have uh differences yeah on in the, other in the hands. different different sense um, like i am the most ridiculous like my whole thing and i've been doing this since i was like five is just making ridiculous things like my youtube channel used to be just like making horrible and terrible and completely ridiculous skits that made no sense and like with my cousins we made like really strange like news shows and like i wrote a whole short story about a guy who owned like a mattress store but then he was lives in an apartment where he could see the people next door like die and then he went on vacation and like killed a bunch of people <laughs> okay that's that's his that name and, and the march yeah the mattress store was called marmageddon mattresses which i don't know why i remember that but like, just, okay the point okay. is that i'm i'm the i'm the one in the book who makes it the funny and weird and ridiculous and then sue is the one who keeps it reasonable and stops me okay, okay. i shouldn't say that don't get me wrong 
both of us write incredibly ridiculously at times. Oh, 100%, like, 100%. If someone were to look at some stuff that I write half the time, they would be like, what the heck? This is the most confusing, ridiculous thing ever. But compared to Sue, I am like... What's a good? What's a good? He's like metaphor Shakespeare. To use He's here? More like Shakespeare compared, and I'm like Roll Doll. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, yes. Oh my goodness, I am. I I often we we often we'll we'll get into more of this later, but like we often get into arguments because I'm like we cannot have this in our book. It is too ridiculous, too irrelevant. It's gonna just ramble. It's gonna make people like don't like this book it's but and and we and he just like adds it anyway so i think the thing yeah. is i think a good way to put it is that i like to include really it like if i see an opportunity to make like a really obscure or niche connection to something i'm going to do it like i'm gonna make like this really obscure reference because of what something sounds like and then you're gonna be like no yeah. one's gonna pick up on that but i yeah, like insist precisely. like um, I don't want to give away one instance, but there is a popular Christmas movie that oh I goodness. referenced vigorously. I, I'm still mad about this. <laughs> and I am insisting on putting it in our book, but Sue over here is being the Scrooge and saying no. But it's going to be there. When uh, you read this book, it will be there. Okay. I'm making Great. that promise. But yeah, like, it's just, I'll see something and be like, oh, we should make a reference to, like, the Teletubbies there. And be like, no. And then make it, it's just, it's just, that's kind of how our dynamic goes. Uh, I'm, I yeah. make it so irrelevant in some places that it just makes zero sense. And then you're the one that's like, no, we, it, this just makes our book seem stupid. And then eventually <laughs> that, I'll, I'll agree. That also leads into the next thing we were going to talk, plan to talk about, um, how like what we the parts that we enjoy writing and we'll get into some specifics but generally yeah, but gen i'm just gonna i'll say generally first uh, generally i would most definitely prefer to edit writing i don't know to compare to to um writing like new material uh and i think uh sue is the opposite he he we, we both edit together and it's and that's a good experience and we both enjoy it's the that yeah yeah, 100%. yeah 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 but um i feel like he would prefer to uh write i i don't know you you is that true yeah yeah like i mean it's changing like in the beginning when we're writing the book my i very much preferred to just like write stuff down and you'd be the one to go over it and delete every ridiculous thing that i put but <laughs> like that's kind of how it worked and that's kind of what i like to do but the more that we like I w this is going to be this is going to sound really strange but the less we work in order the better for me. I think going page by page like literally chronologically is un it's not good for the book. I think the best way to do things is like we wrote down a very rough draft of I'd say chapter 1 to 14 13 and then we kind of just went back and made them all better. Like you know are you do, are you know what I mean like we yeah, had yeah. we had a we, draft, we, but we, instead of keep going forward, we went back and added more to make it better for the stuff that we already wrote. And that that, in my opinion, is the best way to write, and that's what I like the most. And I think that's the most fun is going back and being like, nope, that's ridiculous. So it's like almost editing, but in a yeah. in a bigger sense. Like I like revising stuff. Like I think that's and changing things and going back and laughing at the horrible things that we wrote. Hmm. Most certainly. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I will get into my personal 
favorite chapter, um, which is the fifth chapter. And I feel like that chapter, I will not say the title, but I feel like this chapter <laughs> Best title, by the way. a crucial turning point almost in the book. Um, I... Yeah. Would you care to explain? I think he's right. And I think the reason, well, it's not, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's my favorite chapter yet. Cause I think I have a better one in my opinion, but the reason he's saying this is because, well, okay, let's go over this now. Our writing style, what's our writing style now? Let's, let's broadly put our writing style. It, let's, percentages, how much of it is satirical and how much of it is serious? Like, I, like, I, I don't, I struggle myself to figure that out sometimes. Uh, like, what are your thoughts? Uh, honestly, I'd say it's pretty even yeah right now i'd say it's 50 50 back when we first when we first started it completely it was about it it was about 90 10 like it was like yeah the first three chapters there was about there was one section i'm gonna bleep this out just so he can be on the same page as me the spelling bee was probably and the cult thing was probably the only ridiculous thing that we had in the first chapters everything else was serious like just completely just generic yeah. just getting to know the book and i think we kind of kept a lot of that in it's just an introductory preamble to what we're about yeah, to write actually and how- that that brings up the point why i like chapter five so much um because Exa- i feel exactly. like the when you first read the book you expect it to be normal it's like a, a realistic f- a fiction it's like realistic fiction like a story of someone's life and then you can definitely tell that from the first three chapters because they are pretty expectable. Like he has a typical life in the first three chapters, and then once we get up to chapter five, that 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 it's it's still kind of typical, which is good. I think we shouldn't just completely switch from serious to to fantasy redonkulousness. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, in chapter five. Uh, it's have... like a, it's a turning point in the story. It's it evolved mm-hmm. from normal stuff, and then chapter five it starts to get insane, and you're like, hold on, like it just it evolves slowly into this just yeah. crazy, funny, ridiculous book, and it's just the best thing ever. And it's fun to read, and it's fun to write, and I think like it's the reason chapter five, like okay, so here's what here's how I'm gonna agree with you. I think for like universally for the book. Chapter five is the best chapter, but in writing, my favorite chapter is a different chapter. But like that chapter was guys the most significant because it's the it's the yes. point in the book that Definitely. marks. I I honestly wouldn't say it's my favorite like content wise either. It, me too. It is me, my. That's what I'm saying. It's in in my heart. It's my it's most significant. Chapter. It's the most significant. Yeah. And it was the it was the most fun to write. It was we laughed mm-hmm. so much. Um, True. so and in, in in a way to prove how it's gotten it it's literally evolving into the most ridiculous thing ever from chapter one to chapter fourteen. I mean, it's got it's like it has changed. Like it, the graph is just picture an arrow going straight up for ridiculousness. <laughs> and Sue, I have to ask you an important question. Go to the book. Are you okay with me rele- releasing the titles of chapter four and fourteen to prove that? Uh, go ahead chapter Uh, four the most normal chapter title ever is making history chapter 14 (laughs) this probably won't be the final title so i'm just gonna tell you you think they can't get to the big circular cheese in the sky i beg to disagree
<laughs> I was cringing so hard when he proposed that title. The cheese pun. The cheese pun. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna tell you what that in means. In case, in case you don't, in case you don't get it, he's referring to the big circular cheese in the sky. That is the that's moon. That's the moon. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's the moon. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like that is just proof of how it evolved to to be just so terrible, lead terrible in the best way possible. If that makes sense, I don't know. It's it's just our book has changed, and I think it's the thing about the thing that I love about that is that it's. From chapter 1 to chapter 14, it's almost been three months of writing this book, which is crazy, by the way. You can yeah. literally see everything change. Like, you can watch and read how our both our writing styles, our skill, and our, like, how, like, our imagery and the the actual comedy level has changed. Like, you, you watch it happen in front of your eyes, and I think that's incredible. Like, don't you think that's so cool? How, like, you can, lit Very, you can literally just see it yes. happen. I mean, it's cool. But, um, yeah, so we've said our best chapter and the most fun things to write. So what about what's the worst thing to write and what's the worst chapter? Ooh, I've definitely, yeah, I guarantee you can agree with me on this. I've definitely had times where I've felt like, ah, oh, I, I really don't want to work on the book. Do we have to do this now? Or, yeah, yeah. I've just not felt inspired to do this at all. Yeah, but that's, yeah. and because there's some parts that I just don't want to write because I, I know we know how, exactly where we want to take this book. So like if we're really close to a cool part, I'm just like, oh, great. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to write this like boring part. And that does, unfortunately, affect how I write. So yeah, sometimes I, the most healthy in a negative thing, in a negative way. Sometimes we catch that and we say, I don't think we should write this, honestly. I think we should either edit or stop writing so we don't make it bad. Because I think that's honestly, it's it's a key and textbook way to just have mm -hmm. boring writing. I mean, if you're not into it and you don't want to write it, either you find inspiration by, like, for okay, for example, the chapter title I just gave away to you, The Circular Cheese in the Sky, we did not want to write that one for, like, months. But we went into school one day and at homeroom we... we took out a piece of paper and we wrote down all of the possible funny events and things that will gain inspiration for us to do so we made a chart of what we want to include and that just like our inspiration literally shot up and i'm like oh i, I want to oh. actually write this now you know what i, I mean? instant yeah i instantly felt motivated again it was to it was, write that chapter yeah that was that was i mean it, it helped a lot like that that chapter was probably the worst thing to write for me because it just it, i couldn't mm. find the inspiration until then and for, as you were saying, to go back to what you were saying, like, um, I think we, the problem that we have in this book is that we made a whole, like, dedicated bullet point chart of what we want the book to look like. And the only yeah. problem with that is that when you go to a, one of these big chapters and you look at what we need to include, it's kind of hard to be like, like, there's a lot of expectation and it's, it's kind of limiting sometimes. And mm. I think you can be like oh shoot like this is a lot to write and i don't feel motivated to write this much yet because like you kind of stumble upon a really big chapter and that's why it's sometimes yeah. helpful not to go chronologically i can most definitely agree with that and we've all we've both we've both felt that before yeah like i definitely for that chapter and for one for mm -hmm. the for the moon chapter the beg to disagree um, what do you think the worst chapter is besides that? Like, what has been your... Uh, what I don't do want to think about that, but oh, if, I must, if I must answer... 
Um, <laughs> you might not like this, but I'm going to say chapter six. Yeah, I was going to say the same. I think it's just the, it's chapter six, by the way, to give you context, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's basically a shift of what the writing style is, just as a, it's a rarity in the book based on the plot. It's a little yeah, delve into a different atmosphere. I'll yeah. tell you that. I don't know. I agree. Either that or chapter it's, two, just because chapter two doesn't have that much spark into it, I, I think. Yeah, chapter two is pretty boring, but I'm I'm proud of the writing we did in chapter two. That's why I think chapter six, chapter six, we rushed it. We definitely have to. It's funny, though. It's definitely, it's, it yeah, is it's the more satirical. Funny, but. Um, like, there is something to do with science that particularly is hilarious. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, signs, uh, all things. <laughs> yes, you might be wildly confused. But. So we've gotten into all this stuff. And now I think we've talked about the comedy part of the book. So what do you think? Like, let's go into more detail about how what it's like to write together and how sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's helpful, and our arguing and stuff like that. Because we briefly talked okay. about it. But I think we should get into detail. Our arguing, I, this, I will admit that when we began, the arguing was less. We were, we were, um, on the same page because we knew, because we knew more what we were doing. We knew that if we wanted, we were serious, like we said, we were serious in the beginning. So there was no need for me to have to deal with his, uh, <laughs> ridiculousness quite yet i'm sorry for just for saying that no offense um, <laughs> also um, yeah but also in those times it was like the honeymoon phase like we just started writing the book and we're like oh my god i'm so excited like it was like the beginning of a new thing that we were just passionate yeah. about we wrote 12 pages in the first day that would take us like yeah, that, a week that's like, like <laughs> that's like uh that's uh 15 percent of our book <laughs> that's kind of crazy as of what we have right now Oh my god, I don't even believe that. But yeah, like, in that beginning... Wait, it that's was... not true at all. No, We're I don't like, think it's true. <laughs> that's not true. Wait, my math is horribly wrong. <laughs> I, oh secretly, I secretly had a suspicion, but I just kind of went with it. I'm like, there's no way that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, it's way lower than that. It is way, Wait, let me calculate what 15% of 150 is. <laughs> it's 10. Uh, no, it is... No, it's like... Tw hold on, it's like 30. Hold on, wait. Right, no, it's not. Why are we doing this? <laughs> it's 22.5. So, like, well, that's not terrible. I mean, it's Wait, close. Wait, really? That? Yeah, like, I don't know. 15% of our book is, like, 25 pages. Almost. I don't uh, know. So far. I mean, we're not even halfway there. No, yet, so. no it's going to be, like, this 300 is. pages. Um, yeah. But, like... In the, in the beginning of writing our book, it was a lot easier, I think. And, and now that there's more plot lines going on and way, way more... Think, like, okay, can I, I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you personally think that because of the things that, like, um, be, okay, so we have, on the top of our book, just in the title, we've added these comments of things to include, and, and, like, we think about random things that happen in our life, and we go, oh, we should include that in our book. Do you think that makes it more overwhelming? The comments specifically? Like, okay, so I'll tell you this, like, I'm gonna bleep it, but, like, the or like including the like you know what i mean like we're gonna have to start doing that somewhere and it gets kind of overwhelming to be like oh shoot we have to start that soon you know what i mean like like just writing and then writing the book and then realizing oh we have to kind of take this plot line that we decided earlier 
and we can, and like, it's limits what, what the creativity of like what we're actually just doing. You know what I mean? Like, are, can you back me up on that? Yeah, I think I get what you're saying. Um, I feel the, the, I feel more inclined to say that the reason we argue is due more to the fact that, um, uh, well, I don't know. The, re the, re the, like the whole comedy thing, but. I'm not saying it's the reason we argue. I'm just asking, like, don't you think it? These things that we've we've spelled out to write this book, and all of these plot lines that we've told ourselves we need to include, or we have to start here at this time in the book. Do you think that can kind of lower the motivation to write freely? Like, do you know what I mean by that? that like, that, it's yes, yes. Okay, now I get what you're trying to say. That's interesting, actually, because. I feel like if we did not have a skeleton for this book, it would go off the rails completely. That's true. But so I, there's an opposite but side I to that. But I do feel, but I do feel like it there is some negatives to having set out for spent hours planning exactly how this book is going to go. Don't yeah. tell me don't don't get me wrong here. Um we still improvise <laughs> Oh, honey, every yeah, single day that we write. The problem but... is we when we made these bullet charts, we tried to make it as broad as possible so our creativity could kind of lead the way. But I think the problem is that we ended up making it too specific. Like we we went into too much detail about what we wanted at that exact moment that it became like mm -hmm. just literally just a guideline and just filling in the blanks. You know what I mean? Like that's what it felt like for a little bit of time. And I think we could, if that's one thing I would change if we did it again, is to just be more broad with what we wanted and let our creativity take the lead in the in the journey. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that was a Definitely. weird metaphor, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that actually brings up one of the topics I have listed is that, or one of the questions is that what would you do differently if we could do this all over again? Yeah. <sighs> There's um, so many answers. There's so many answers. There's a lot of things that we've done what wrong. What would I do differently? <sighs> like, it could, you could say, I mean, I could say anything. Like, I feel like we've done so many things in this book that we've ended up scrapping. We've spent so much time on something only to realize we shouldn't include it because sometimes we just let the the feel and the vibe of the moment take the take the lead instead of, like, our... You know what I, you know, are you, you, like, okay, this is so confusing yeah, to explain, yeah, um, but it depends on what we're thinking of. Like, if we're laughing about a joke, then we want to, like, write about that and be yeah. ridiculous for a minute. Like, for example, one sentence, we called Marcus, like, a sissy, and then we called, like, the rest of that chapter, I wanted to include sissy everywhere, and we're like, we can't just do that just because of that yeah. joke. And stuff like that just yeah, kind of occurs. I feel like we let one thing... We uh, laugh at something, and then we're like... Keep that everywhere. Yep, yep. Even if Inside it joke. does negatively, you could say that it negatively affects our writing. But honestly, I don't think I would change anything if yeah. I were to do it again. I think we've I made am, mistakes, but I actually love what we're doing. And I think yeah, it's... I am I know I've set it out to be... Yeah. ...of how this book is going, how it has gone. I wouldn't really change a thing. I mean... Here's the thing. Here's my here's my opinion on what you just said. I know I just set it out to seem like it's problematic in a lot of ways, but if we never and I know this is tech this is cliche, but if we never did that and if we never went through all of these stupid arguments and like terrible 
parts of the book, it would only be weaker than it already is. If we ever, if we never had that terrible notes guideline, we would never have decided to change the plot and make it how good it is today. Because personally, I think our plot change is incredible. I'm pretty sure oh the, my goodness. the ending of the book yeah. is really good. And <laughs> uh, I'm not, so not, glad. Not to brag, but uh, it's good. No, should, it's good. You yeah. should you should read it when it comes out. It's it's, oh, it's got a it's got but, an ending for yeah, sure. But in a way, like I'm glad that we did terribly in the beginning because it only made it good in the end. And like. I wouldn't change anything, and I know there's a lot that could have been different, but I think that even that sissy thing, even that it was bad for our book, it was so funny, and like I was <laughs> crying about that. Like I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so like I don't know. It was it's all the journey that counts, and it's the writing of our book that makes it fun. Like we are weird people in no in every single way, and like oh, we laugh every time we write the book about something stupid every time, and I don't know. It's just that's what makes it fun. Like that's what makes it strong. And it adds to the the way we write. Honestly, I think that's just our style. Don't you like? Yeah, you agree with that? Of course, that is. I wouldn't put it any other way. That's perfect. Um. All right. Well, now it's gotten to this time of the of the podcast where we've we've you know the book well enough. You we've told you everything there is to know. So I'm gonna uh, ask I you. I wouldn't say that, but okay. Well, <laughs> true. But <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna ask you some deep questions about our book, and we can kind of just go through them. And I'll give my opinions on my on my own questions, honestly. All right, let's go. I mean, this one's an obvious one, but I just want you to give your opinion. Like, we have started this book, and I know the answer is going to be yes, because mine is too. But think about the counter is if we had the opportunity to just not if this if there was an alternate timeline where we weren't writing this book, would you choose not to do it? And would it be better if we didn't do it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, would our lives be better Wait, if we didn't? Would I choose not to do it? <laughs> I'm confused. If you had would another chance, would you still write this book? Would you still go back and go through this very time-consuming thing to write this book? Is what I'm trying to ask. Of course. I mean, like, yeah, I would do. I mean, that's the answer. That's why I said it's obvious. But the only reason I was thinking about that is because, like, do you ever feel like that this is never like it's not going to go anywhere like we're spending all this time on it just for nothing like do you have you ever felt that writing this book yes <laughs> i mean I, so have i sue sue honestly the chances of our book quote unquote yeah. taking Publi off yeah exactly zero are next to nothing and that's um, not what i care about either I, I don't care about that precisely like what's that saying it's not about the it's not about the destination it's about the journey, journey. Yeah. yeah and that's what i feel about for like my youtube like i don't care if it's gonna have views like i just do it for fun and I, obviously the answer is gonna be yes for that question but i just wanted to get into the conversation where people come up to me and be like you know you're like my youtube people say you know it's not gonna get views or even for our book people have said like it's not gonna get published and i'd be like yeah maybe it won't but I don't care, and I just wanted to address that. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't that wasn't an obvious question, yeah. but just for the answer, just for well, the answer. Well, well, we will try to like you know yeah, get obviously. It published. We'll try, we'll I try, still try, we'll try my to, YouTube. We'll try to promote it. We'll we'll do we'll do what we can. But if 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 we can, if then I'm happy. I'm happy. We can still give it. We can still sell. My it to parents people. will think it's good. My friends yeah, will probably like go. it, and my siblings will think it's good, maybe. And I can just show it to my teachers, <laughs> and that's fine. That's good enough for me. Maybe I'll post it online, and if anyone wants to read it, they can. But yeah. Um. Next question. Um. Like okay. Oh, that's the wrong doc. Have you? Like, I don't know how to word this. All right, whatever. I'll just do this one. Um, 
have you ever wanted to just give up on the book? Like, have you ever just thought of like, has there ever been a point in the writing journey that you're being like, maybe we shouldn't do this? Oh, not like that. I have had times where I've been like, oh shoot. I'm like, this is, I feel like we need to change what we're doing because it's, we in the exactly. long term this isn't working it's less I've, of like i've never i've never wanted to 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 stop but i've been scared that we were going to that that's i know it's got that's like the best way to describe that honestly the thing is it's not about i've wanted to give up but there have been times where i've looked at what we're doing and being like i think the the path that we're taking needs to be changed or else it's gonna end in that it's gonna end in us wanting to give up which is what you basically, yes. I'm just reiterating what you just said, but I agree with that. And I remember we had one conversation after we tried, we we're talking about publishing it. And we said like, do you think, we were talking about if we thought our book was even good enough. And like, we had this thought like, should we even do this? Like, I remember we had a brief, a brief conversation about like, yeah. our book is not good enough. We're set, we're eighth graders. Like we don't write well enough, but in some way, I honestly think we're writing fine. I think we're writing good enough. Yeah. And I'm not bragging. I just think we're writing good. Give, you have, we all need a pat on the back. I'll like, give I you a pat at our on book the back and right like, I'm proud of that writing. Yeah, pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Right there. There you go. Yeah. Good job, Zoe. I think we write good sometimes. Yeah. Like, I look at our book and be like, that's written well. I like that. Like, we, like, we give, it's nice to give ourselves some praise. What do you think our, I mean, we, we touched on this, but like, what do, I, I basically said what I thought our biggest problem is, but like, what do you think the, our biggest problem in our writing is like what is the thing that is holding us back the most our biggest problem hmm. i don't like uh, thinking negatively honestly but it's just like it's no. an interesting perspective on like what we're doing that probably isn't the best it could be like i know and obviously we, we touched upon this many times but i don't know like what do you think in our in our writing has affected like how pure it could like how just normal it could be the most and <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just trying to word this it's very difficult yeah 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 like instead I of mean, just writing a book what have we done that made it more complicated like because i feel I like feel we've like, done that a i lot. feel like i don't think this is a negative but i feel i will completely understand that other people will look at our book and be like this is horrible it yeah, makes yeah, exactly. no sense because but honestly i don't knows. care i think i think the f if you don't think this is good that's fine this type of writing is not for everyone but exactly. it's funny it's satirical for the people that yeah. are i think it will be good yeah i think our book gets a few chuckles out of the average human i think it's there funny i think it's pretty funny I think people will. I think people will laugh, and some people will be like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever read." If you expect my child to read this, you're basically a sinner. That's what people will probably say. There will probably okay, be Karens who will say stuff that's like that. A little far, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we also called the Connecticut the birthplace of Satan at some point in our book. <laughs> yeah, we should probably remove that. I think we called it like the birthplace of the devil instead to make it less harsh. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, um, what have you learned? Have you have you learned about writing from this from this project? Like, has this benefited <laughs> your actual writing in school and stuff? Because for no, me, I think it has. Twentyfold. Oh my goodness. Like, oh my god. Like, I I swear you, I, I write essays. You told that yeah. you, I remember you telling this to me. But we were writing an essay in school, 
and I remember you being like, oh my goodness, I was like, I like got all my ideas down like so quickly. I was like, knew it exactly what I wanted to say. And I have completely felt that too. Like my writing has, as I feel like just by practicing. Yeah, it, we're, we're practicing good. for that's, hours that's, a, that's day. A, it's a good example of like how if you practice something practice for a, a while, perfect. then precisely like that's right. It's actually it does, right. And it does. If I you mean, practice something, pretty... you will get better at it. Like, if I know, no, not everyone's writing a book, but like, it, just the idea of just like, like, cr if you're interested in writing, I would say the best way to improve is doing exactly what we're doing and just creatively writing. Like, I'm not, yeah, and not in the in the whole idea of writing a 300-page biography, but like more of like you can just sit down and just write a short story and like have it go off the rails a little bit or have it be funny or ridiculous. But like in some way, every bit like contributes to how your skill, and that doesn't just apply to writing. Like I know what it does for us, but really just anything like in my when i got into like videography and photography i just kind of made weird ridiculous things that did not do well on youtube but only just for me just to kind of learn and stuff and like experiment and that's kind of the best way to do it and i think our our thing is like a prime example of that like our book like it may not be good yeah. and it may be ridiculous but it's it's practice and i mean it's experimental and in some way it's grown into something that has it's a little bit more of an experiment now i mean in the beginning it was and now we were like you know what this is working i think we should keep going and it's kind of been like that mm -hmm. um how long do you think this is actually gonna take us realistically realistically i do not think we will be able to finish probably this, this summer yeah we definitely, I, I mean, like, it's going to take a while. It's going to take way longer mm -hmm. than I originally thought. Coming into this, I was like, we could do this in two months. It's going to be 40 yeah. pages, and it, it grew. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So tell, all right, so people may not realize how difficult it is to actually write a book. So do you want to go into detail about how mm. it's actually very difficult? Like, it's definitely not what I ever thought it was ever going to be. It's way more, and I editing have... is something else. Yeah, I have an incredible amount of more, an incredible, an incre, an incredible, <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying to say? In, wait, wait, what? It's incredible. No, no, no. Oh, oh yes. Okay. It's in, it's incredible how much more like respect I have for authors and yeah, people same. who write books like because i know how um how like i know how they 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 have to like struggle and writer's block is a real thing and oh it my God. sucks it's awful to deal with i sometimes i just don't have ideas and and we just have to stop and the littlest good. things can yeah. affect it like even if you have to take a if you take an you start writing you take an hour break and you come back you don't have the same passion that you did an hour ago it's just different and like even the environment yeah. that you're in, you can be in a room in a different like room in your house, and it's still it's different than what you were doing before. Yeah, and, like it's. I have it a prime example of this. One time, we thought it was um would be fun to go to our town <laughs> library and work on our book, and it was the Terrible. worst experience ever. It was horrendous. We could not speak. <laughs> we were like. We were holding in laughter the entire time because it, it was like such an awful experience. So it just made me not inspired that day. 
Yeah, we, we, yeah, we did not get much done. It was pretty terrible. Uh, it was an experiment, though. It was fine. But, like, yeah, did not go well. And there's, like, of many key, many things that make writing difficult. Like, obviously, writer's block. Like, not lack of motivation, just ideas. And then, like, self-criticism is a big thing when you're writing a book. Because, mm -hmm. like, you can write a lot... Like, I'm, I don't know, I can write a whole chapter and then look at it and don't, I just genuinely don't think it's my best writing. And that honestly has led to me just deleting big sections of it. It's like, there have been things that I've written in this book that we kind of just both looked at, or you've written and we just looked at it and be like, this is just not good. And we just got rid of it. Like, we were talking about this yesterday. There was one chapter where Marcus was supposed to be like almost depressed, like going through a lot of emotions. And <laughs> don't mean to throw you under the bus, but he wrote... <laughs> <laughs> Marcus felt every emotion under the sun. It was like such a bad sentence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might you might think of that sentence and it'd be like that's not a bad sentence, but you don't know the context. It was in a horrible spot. It was like <laughs> hilariously funnily bad. If it that was makes sense. Like, it, <laughs> it was terrible. It was funny though, but it's sometimes it's okay to do that. But it's just yeah, it's it's a process. Like it's not just typing like it's it's not just writing words you have to you write something and then you change it like seven times and like everything yeah. you do is eventually going to be changed probably like the amount of the amount of like ideas that we have that have been scrapped last minute is like astronomical like we've had all of these bullets and some of them were like we can't do that and we just that's fine and we just get rid of it like stick insect that never happened one thing one thing we try to think about um though is that if we're if we're just like, uh, I don't really want to do this now, so just like wrap it up like quickly. We'll be like, no, we have to think of the better. We have to think of the think of our book and how if we if we be lazy now, like how that will affect us later. So exactly. we try not and to I let that to affect yeah. us. Yeah. We we th we think of the future. Think that what we do now will affect what we have to do later. So yeah, like a lot of times, we're like oh my god, I don't want to write this. Let's just like finish this and then we'll log off for the night and then i'll be like no 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 we're not doing that think of our of how it won't look as good if we could do better and so let's do better like let's just it, there it could be done better and let's always take the route that is going to be guaranteed to probably be fresher because like coming back to it in another mindset has been one of the most helpful things like they're like the moon thing like we started writing about this the cheese chapter and I'm like, you know what? I don't think we can do this. And then we talked about how we could probably do it in different ways. And it helped a lot. You know what I mean? Like just the new mindset has been one of the biggest things I've learned. Yeah, for sure. Um, do right, any other questions? Yeah. Are you ever afraid to change things like like very big changes in the book? Like, do you ever have an attachment to something we've written to be like, oh, my God, I don't want to get rid of that. But I know we should like. I think that's a big thing um, for me. For you, I can definitely say <laughs> that is a big thing. For me, though, I would say less. But yeah, there are there have been parts where I've been like, uh, it pains me, but we need to get rid of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, especially for me, because I write these ridiculous things that I'm like, no, we have to keep it. It's funny. And then you're like, no, it's and then sometimes I'll, I'll learn to realize that it's kind of ridiculous. But in, in all right, so yeah. what's the, the moral of the story here is that we are writing a book and it's a lot more difficult than it seems. And this is kind of a deep delve. If you've ever wondered what it's like, this is pretty much what it's like. It's not that hard. I, I mean, sorry, it's not that Wait. easy. <laughs> 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 Just completely flips our message around that we were trying to convey. 
<laughs> it's not that easy. And it's, but it's fun. And it's, it's kind of, that's all that matters. Like, do you, like, do you personally think, all right, would you rather, <laughs> I'm getting, we need oh, to wrap no. this up. I hate this. Yeah, me too. Would you rather have a bat, like, obviously the answer is, I know what the answer is going to be, but I would rather have a book that turned out bad, but I had like an incredible time writing it than a great book that was horrible and boring and time consuming and miserable to write. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how it turns out in- I think obviously that I do. as long as we have a good time writing it, we cannot write a bad book. That's, that's actually true. I mean, that's a good point. Like, I don't care- I mean, I care how it turns out, and I have this passion in me that drives me to be like, this needs to be better. But in some way, like, if we write this whole book and we think it's good, but people tell us and people just don't think it's good, then in that in that sense, I don't care if it's publicly not good compared to our inner thoughts of it being good. You know what I mean? Like, that is a weird way I to feel, put it. I feel, yeah, I feel like that's a good place to end on honestly agree that's, that's, uh, that's my last question yeah. so yeah and i think it's i'm getting tired my throat hurts it's 8 40 <laughs> i think it's time to end this so yes right. i am having a how, great do, how do you how do you how do you usually wrap these up um i kind of just say well that's about it for today hope you enjoyed um you can you usually say that you can say the last i don't care just say something and then we can just end it from there <laughs> you can have the last sentence <laughs> well it has i i will say this again it has been an unbelievable honor to join you on this mystifying journey of woe and sorrow. Oh, it's just been—it's just been woeful. Yes, quite. And it—it—it's been great too. I feel like now tomorrow when we go to write this, it will—it will be better because we have talked about deeply what how we felt about this, and I, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well. Okay. Now, just now say, you can have, like, the last, like, just say, like, um, like, what should the last final word, the parting word, just say, like, farewell. <laughs> well, have a wonderful evening and happy trails. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, I'm ending it. <laughs>